Welcome to the house of the Lord. We're so glad you've made Community Connection your choice this morning. Could I get everybody's attention real quick? Hello? I know we're good at fellowshipping. I know that's loud, but that's okay. We've come to the house of the Lord for one thing in mind, though. I have news for you. It's not to fellowship. It's not to greet each other. It's not to do anything like that. And I'm not being hard on anybody this morning. But we've come to lift the name of the Lord up this morning. Amen. Could we do that tonight or this morning? He's been good to us. We need to be good to him and lift our voice like we never have before, to lift our hands like we never have before, and declare his goodness in this place. Amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Sing great are your ways. Great are your ways. Great are your works, great are you, Lord, in all the earth. Great is your power, great is your strength, great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Your greatness, your greatness, your famous name is exalted in all the earth. We sing glory, glory, hallelujah, glory to the God. Glory, glory, hallelujah, and all the earth will sing that you're a great God. Great are your ways. Great are your ways, great are your works, great are you, Lord, in all the earth. Great is your power, great is your power. Great is your strength and great are your Lord and great to be praised. Your greatness, your famous name is exalted in all the earth. We sing glory, glory, hallelujah, glory to the God of Israel. Glory, glory, hallelujah in all the earth. We'll sing that you're a great God. That you're a great God. We won't stop. We won't stop till the whole world knows. No, we won't stop till the whole world knows. Stop till the whole world knows that you're a great God, a great God. Sing it again. Oh, we won't stop till the whole world knows. We won't stop till the whole world knows. We won't stop till the whole world knows that you're a great God, a great God. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory to the God of Israel, glory, glory, hallelujah, and all the world will sing. Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory to the God of Israel, glory, glory, hallelujah, and all the earth will sing that you're a great God.
that you're a great God. That you're a great God. Come on, if he's a great God to you this morning. Hallelujah. If I could welcome you this morning to Community Connection, so good to have you in the house this morning. Let me read a scripture to you, then we're going to pray. Paul writes to the Timothy, and he says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding of God to help us. If you have a special need this morning, I'm going to get you to raise your hand. God sees those hands. We've had a special request come in for uh, a Sheila Matters. Uh, she needs a special touch, a healing touch, and we're going to lift her up in prayer this morning. And uh, I know God sees your need, and uh, I just want us to join together as a church body and pray for these needs of the hour. Let us pray. Lord, I come to you this morning knowing that you are all-knowing, and all willing, and Lord, that you can heal, that you can touch. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to come into your house and to lift your name up today. And Lord, I pray for every person that is here. Lord, no matter what they are going through, no matter where they are on this journey called life, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to do a divine work, Lord, in their life this morning. Lord, I'm praying for healing. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch and move in Sheila's life. Lord, you know her situation. And, Lord, I'm lifting her up to you today. And, Lord, I'm praying for everyone that raised their hand that said, I have a need. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch their need. Lord, it may be a financial miracle they need. Lord, it may be, Lord, a healing touch, Lord, for a loved one. Lord, I'm praying this morning, Lord, as we come together in one mind and one accord that you would allow the Holy Ghost anointing to flow through this service. And, Lord, I just pray that you would interrupt, Lord, in a divine way, Lord, that you would touch and move in our life. And, Lord, we're going to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? We've got a few announcements. I'm going to let you be seated before we receive this morning's tithe and offering. Sister Brenda, would you come and share with us today? All right. Sister Kenya's got an announcement she'd like to make. Um, I designed some new church shirts. 
Amen. He says, be the change, period. <laughs> um, with our little logo on there. So these are $10. We um, only have a small, medium, large, and extra large right now. But um, if you need a bigger size, we'll probably we'll be we'll able to. We'll do a reorder. We'll yeah. do a reorder. So if you want a shirt, see me. They're only $10. After service, she's going to be out there with a the table. I wanted some new shirts. Mine were wore out. I don't know about yours. And I told her a few months ago, I said, uh, design us a shirt. And uh, what all we're doing is making our money back. We're not making any money on these things. So uh, I thought at $10, that's a bargain. And uh, you can wear your shirt proudly throughout the community. And uh, if nothing else, uh, when you wear it, you can pray for the church. Yeah. So uh, continue to, uh, to do that. But if you'd like one of the uh, shirts, uh, please uh, see her after service and uh, have your $10 in hand. Make it simple. All right. Uh, two quick announcements I want to make. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> we're putting together a mission team to go under the uh, bridge in Nashville. It's a mission. Uh, it's typically geared towards the youth, but we're going to open it up to anyone that wants to go. It's going to be a great night of ministry. If you don't know a lot about them, go to uh, Under the Bridge Ministry Nashville. Uh, you can Google that, and uh, they've got a great website full of information. But we're going to go there on November the 12th. It's a Tuesday night. That's when they have their service under the Jefferson Street Bridge. And uh, if you'd like to go, uh, let me know. I'm trying to get a head count. Uh, how many would uh, participate? Um, now, I know your first question is, what are we going to do? And I'm going to go ahead and let you know that. IDK, I don't know yet. The opportunities are endless from giving out clothes to giving out food to serving food. Uh, so the opportunities are wide open. But where they're actually going to put us, I don't know. But if you're open, any ministry that we do, any mission, uh, sometimes you just kind of have to walk into it with your eyes and ears wide open with a heart that says, Lord, you place me where you need me. And in that, that's where I'll go. And uh, so if you're interested in that on that Tuesday night, uh, kind of let me know and uh, I can jot your name down and we're getting a... Uh, Opportunity, And then our second harvest went really well, our food distribution this past week. Uh, I felt like it went really well. We had to change some things up due to the second harvest program. But uh, we're going back to our third Monday uh, in November, so put that on your calendar. Uh, in the bulletin, I accidentally reverted back to the Tuesday, but it should say the 18th not the 19th. So if you'll pick your bulletin up, and if you don't have a bulletin, I'm going to encourage you to get one on your way out. Uh, a lot of things are taking place over the next few weeks, and uh, this is the best way to keep up with it, uh, or obviously Facebook, become part of our group, our church page like that, and all of that will help you stay connected to what we are doing. So I'm going to ask our ushers to come now and wait upon you with our tithe and offering. And as they come, let me say, I, I want to thank everyone that participated in our revival. Everyone that came, everyone that showed up uh, the three nights that we had it. We had a tremendous revival. Brother Rick did an awesome job. And uh, I've got so many good reports already. And I just want to thank you for uh, participating in that and supporting that. 
And uh, I just look forward to the future of having another one here uh, in the upcoming months. But I just know that uh, you, you were blessed, the ones that were here. If you were not here, uh, you just missed a blessing. Can't go backwards. All you can do is go forwards, but missed a blessing. So, uh, But if you would, uh, Brother Billy, would you pray over this offering? As you uh, stand to your feet, after you give, we're going to go ahead and dismiss Children's Church. Almost forgot, but I remember. Do it. Yeah. The uh, church nursery will be open after the music, the worship today. And uh, so if you need uh, to drop your baby off, uh, that'll be just hang on to them till after the worship. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. We are entering as the experts like to call it the holiday season. It's after Halloween. We're entering November. Thanksgiving will be here just in a few weeks and then before long we are in the Christmas season. But during this month I always want to take time to reflect and think how thanks for God that we serve that cares about the small things. And I just want to encourage you over the next few days and weeks, take time out of your busy schedule and thank the Lord for what he is doing in your life and in this church's life. And I just believe that we can never thank him enough. And part of that thinking is to me worshiping him. Because if you really care about him, you're going to find deep down, you're going to worship him. And these songs that we sing, let them be a prayer. Let them be a worship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I just want to encourage you this morning, forget about the people that are sitting around you for just a moment. I know we want a fellowship. I know that we want to care for them. But I just feel impressed to tell you, Plug into what God has for you this morning. And as we sing these worship songs, open your heart and open your mind to receive that. Step into the van. 
darkness you give heart that is stored every heart that is broken and great are you Lord sing great are you Lord and great are you Lord it's your breath it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we will pour out our praise it's your breath You give life. Come on, everybody, lift a voice. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. Come on, sing it. You restore every heart that is broken. And great. One more time, sing great, are you, Lord? And great are you, Lord. It's your breath, every voice. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We will pour out our praise. It's your breath. Great are 
Come on, you guys know this. Sing it out. All the earth. In all the earth, we'll shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Come on, let him hear it this morning. Sing it out. We'll sing. just in your own way right there where you're standing just begin to tell him how great he is Come on, sing it out. You 
Some of you need to tap into this this morning. You're trying to do it on your own. Trying to accomplish it on your own. But this song is simply, it's his breath in my lungs. What that lets me know, that's the prayer of he's acting on my behalf. I don't know who this is for. You got to sing it again, but I don't know who it's for. But some of you, somebody's struggling this morning, and you need to turn it over to Him. You've worried about it long enough. You can't fix it. You need to soak in His breath. I gave a story the other night during revival. I won't go into the full detail, but they said. Afterwards, they said, you didn't finish 
I said, what do you mean? They said, how did it taste? I said, it was good. You have no clue what I'm talking about, but I'm going to fill you in real quick. One night when I was camping down my elk trip, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had mucus all where I've been breathing in my mouth. I was dry as they said I would be spitting spitting cotton in a sense just so dry I just I wanted a drink of water I wrote the guys up I said anybody bring any water in the tent and they all said no so I knew I had a problem because my water jug was outside and it was frozen solid and I knew I had another problem I couldn't reach it from where I was at so I had to make a quick decision am I going to get up from this warm comfortable sleeping bag to crawl out into the cold air and get water but as I laid there I thought if I don't I'm gonna die and you my mind just went thinking of all I'm gonna pass out of dehydration I'm gonna thirst to death surely your mind probably never does that so I made the point of crawling out of the tent going out and getting my water bottle that was frozen solid to bring it in the tent so I could lay it next to me so that hopefully in 15 to 20 minutes there would be just a sip to quench my thirst. And I was praying, Lord, let this melt quicker than normal. And as I laid there and I got the water bottle, it finally thawed just enough that I could get me a, a little bit of drink. And I thought, that's the best water I've had all week. Because it was for that moment that I had to have something to drink. And I thought, I'm going to make it. I've got just enough water. Probably wasn't a cup of water in there if you melted it all down. But every 15 minutes, I took a sip because it would melt. 15 minutes later, I was taking another sip. It was slowly melting, but I was at least getting some water. And I thought, you know, that's how some people are spiritually. They'll lay there spiritually thirsting for a move of the Holy Spirit, thirsting for God to do something. But you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide that you want it more than anything else. And even if it's uncomfortable, even if it doesn't make sense, you've got to go after it. Because when I finally got a drink of that water, oh, it was so good. Even though it was just a drop, that drop made all the difference in the world. Let me encourage you to get, I don't know who this is for, but you need to hear it this morning as they sing this chorus. You need to let God breathe some fresh and some new into you. You've struggled long enough. God has seen your struggles. Now he wants to bring a refreshing. Now he wants to bring a renewing. I don't know about you, but I feel like preaching this morning. And you just need to stretch your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, Lord, fill me up. Lord, let your breath be in my lungs this morning. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So pour out our praise we will pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we will pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only Great, great are you, 
feel in my spirit. If you need to be seated, I totally understand. We're going to worship for a few minutes longer. If you can remain standing, I invite you to do that. But I just feel there's a stirring of the water, and the water gets stirred. you got to act on it. I'm, I'm ready to preach. I'm not trying to get out. i got 12 pages to preach this morning. I'm not trying to get out of preaching. So don't, don't think this is a tactic that I don't want to preach. You know me better than that. But here's what I feel in my spirit. I've asked him to sing another worship song. The water is stirring this morning. But if you need something from the Lord, you may need renewal. You may need restoration. You, you may not even know what you need, but you know you need something. When they begin to sing this song, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm not going to wait till after I get done preaching to give this invitation. I'm going to go ahead and give it now. And I want you to step out of the aisle that you are in, step out of the row, and I want you to get down here in this altar and just begin to ask the Lord to fill you up. Whatever you're going through, whatever you need, right now is your opportunity. You don't have to wait any longer to get here. I don't know what you are traveling through. I don't know what you are journeying through right now but when they begin to sing this worship song if you need prayer right now is your opportunity to get here she's reigning inside destroying our enemies he's reigning inside setting the captives free he's reigning inside Destroying our enemy, he's reigning inside and setting the king. 
is free. Keep coming. Fill these altars up. You know what you need this morning. He's reigning inside. He's destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion, and he's setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion, and destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion, and he's setting the captives free. So free. He's reigning in Zion. He's destroying our enemies. He's reigning in Zion. And he's setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion. He's destroying our enemies. He's reigning in Zion. And he's setting the Sing it to him, church. If he's reigning in your life, sing this song to him. The captive free, Lord, he's reigning in Zion. He's destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion. And he's setting the captives free. So free, so free in this place. We believe in the freedom And he's reigning in Zion He's destroying our enemy He's reigning in Zion And he's setting the captives free He's reigning in Zion He's destroying
microwave and think it can be done in 30 seconds oh he can do it in 30 seconds if he chooses. but sometimes he wants to see how serious you are he wants to know how dedicated you are to the cause so don't get in a hurry this morning
These altars are always open. refreshing and renewing, Lord, right now. Jesus' name, Lord. Brother Matt's going to sing one more song. You want to be seated, you can. I'm going to preach here in just a moment. I won't be very long in my sermon today, but I just want to continue the worshipful atmosphere that is here. How many of you know the Bible says where there's two or three gathered? In my name, there I will be also. I don't believe it's by accident that you are in this place this morning. I believe God has directed and has set it up for this purpose that he would receive the glory. <clears throat> Worship with this song before I preach. Creator God, he is Yahweh. The great I am, he is Yahweh. Lord of all, He is Yahweh. Rose of Sharon, He is Yahweh. The righteous Son, He is Yahweh. The three in one, He is Yahweh. Sing, Creator God. Creator God, He is Yahweh. The great I am, He is Yahweh. The Lord of all, He is Yahweh. Hear the rose of Sharon this morning. Rose of Sharon, He is Yahweh. The righteous Son, He is Yahweh. The three in one, He is Yahweh. Come on, lift your voice in this place. Creator, Creator God. The great I am, He is Yahweh. The Lord of all, He is Yahweh. Rose of Sharon, Rose of Sharon, He is Yahweh. The righteous Son, He is Yahweh. The three in one, He is Yahweh. One more time, one more time, Creator God. Creator God, He is Yahweh. The great I am, He is Yahweh. The Lord of all, He is Yahweh. The rose of Sharon, rose of Sharon, He is Yahweh. The righteous Son, He is Yahweh. 
thank you for what you have done here this morning already I thank you for the lives Lord that you have touched Lord the refueling Lord Jesus Lord the refreshing in the spirit that's taken place Lord I thank you for that and Lord I pray Lord Jesus that you would continue to allow the living waters to flow in our life Lord and Lord, I just pray over the next few moments that you would touch me to preach the message that you've laid upon my heart, Lord, to deliver. And Lord, let it impact somebody, Lord. And I'm going to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen before you're seated? One of the things that I will always try to do is be sensitive to what the Spirit wants to do. And I felt that was a time of prayer that needed to go forth. I want to speak to you from Acts chapter 2. And we're going to start at the 40th verse. Acts chapter 2 verse 40. I want to talk to you on the health of the church. Now I know most of you are like me. You do not like your yearly physical. You don't like to go to the waiting room and wait, and then they take you to another room and you wait, and, and you, you spend a lot of time waiting, and they come in and take your vitals, and then you wait some more, and then they come back and tell you the results. They're all good. you got to work on this. That's part of the process of getting your yearly physical that a lot of insurance companies now dictate that you do if they want you to cover them. And I begin to think about the church. There's times that we have to check up on the church. Is the church doing what it was designed to do? So therefore then, are we doing what the Lord has designed us to do? Now, I've told y'all many times, I like all you all. I do. I enjoy hanging out with you all. I enjoy the fellowship. I enjoy when we have church meals and we can go over here and we have the room and we got a big spread and it's just a fun time and time to get to know one another and time to just share and that's all great. But that's not what church was designed to do. Church was designed to be the mouthpiece and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But how are we going to go about getting that done? As you look to Acts chapter 2, you find out 
that typically in a Pentecostal church, when we look at Acts chapter 2, we're starting at the beginning of the chapter, and we're preaching and snotting and shouting about how the Holy Ghost fell and what a wonderful time they had in the upper room. And we're talking about all the things that took place in the beginning of chapter 2 of Acts, but somehow the last part of the chapter gets left out. Because, see, we love the emotion. We love what the Holy Ghost does. We love the feeling that it causes us. But it's not just a feeling. It's not just a cause. There's a purpose behind it. And that's where the last part of the Acts comes in. you got to go do something. Oh, I, let me say, you got to go do something. I've preached before. The Holy Ghost just didn't come to make you feel good. It came to give you the power to go do something. Sometimes we need to take a page out of Nike. Just go do it. And here's what Peter's telling the people in chapter 2, verse 40. He says, In many other words he testified and exalted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Day there were those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day there were about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done throughout the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone has need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And get this. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Lord, I'm praying for the next few moments that you give me the words that you would have me to speak to your people. And I'm going to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Church is done in so many different ways today. What do I mean? My best friend was sharing with me about his church. We grew up same church for the most part, grew up throughout the years. But his church now that he lives in Memphis does church differently than we do. He goes to a pretty good-sized church. They have about 250, 300 on Sunday mornings. And he says, and he was telling me all this, and I'm, I'm trying to fathom it in my mind. Now, understand, when I explain this to I'm not putting it down. I'm just giving you another way they do church. They're what they call a campus church. And they go and they watch this big multi-million dollar screen. The pastor's at the home church. They have a worship band, and they listen to the pastor on TV. That's one way to get fed and one way to do church. Again, it would be an adjustment for me. I'm more of a personal type person. Now, 
they love it, they like it, you know, that's totally fine. I'm, I understand, I'm not preaching against it. I'm just telling you, there's many ways to do church. In today's society, there's many people that want to stay home and what is for them might get fed, and that's cool. If that's what is for them, my thing is you've got to be getting fed by the Word. But then I think there's a church that of people, of believers that come together that we help one another, that we simply come together for the purpose of seeing the gospel reached into our community. So ever how people are doing church now, I believe there's some fundamentals that have to be in place or they're missing the point. What I just read to you was the very beginnings of the Acts church that come out of the upper room that said, okay, now we have a purpose and our purpose is to spread the gospel and this is how we're going to do it. So I want to walk you through and today I'm only going to go through three things. I will not get through this whole sermon today. You can say amen if you want to go home early. If you want to stay later, we'll go through all the points. But I want us to look at verse 41. The first thing that they did, the first thing after coming and Peter standing up and he testified and he exalted them and he said, you know, you need to save yourself from this terrible generation. You need to watch what you're doing. This is what he said. Those, I'm saying, then those who gladly received his word. What word was he preaching? The word that he was preaching was that Jesus Christ came to this earth to save your soul. This is the gospel that he was preaching. The first thing we've got to do as a church is to receive his word. But we live in such an offense society that it's hard to do that any longer and it's hard to preach the truth because we live in a society that we don't want to offend anyone. I hate to bust your bubble, but the Word of God is offensive. It will offend you. It says it's sharper than two uh, than a two-edged sword because what it's trying to do is give you the blueprint to live a successful life for Christ. How many ever seen a blueprint? I've seen a blueprint. I got a lot of engineers and architects in here. I've seen them. But reading them can become complicated. I thought about digging up in the storeroom, but I didn't. The blueprints of the building that I've seen over here several times. And there's about five pages of them. And every page has the outline of the building, but it has something different that's diagrammed in the middle. So I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I wonder what that architect is telling the contractor to do. If you've ever read blueprints, you can look and you can see that they have all these dimensions that you're supposed to stay in. Now, a long time ago, 
When I've gone to historical sites, I've seen cabins built. I don't think they had a blueprint. They just said, I need a log about yay long, and they cut it yay long, and they stuck it up. And that's the way it was. When you look at the shingles, they, they didn't all match up because there was no blueprint. They just cut them about that long, and sometimes that long become that. Could you imagine where they used to measure? They would measure from your wrist to your elbow. The problem was everybody's wrist to their elbow is not the same. If I brought Brother Dennis up here and asked him to stand beside me, his arm may be a little bit longer than mine. So if I told him to come at arm's length, it may be a little bit longer. So everybody has a different blueprint back then, but then we got smart in the sense that we can draw this into a, a blueprint and everyone would know the same dimensions. Everyone that walks up to the job site knows what's expected. There's no questions asked, but there's one key that you've got to know is how to read the blueprint. Well, what we've done is we've taken the Word of God and we've tried to boil it down and we've tried to fit into our life to make us feel comfortable but the problem is the word of God won't fit into our life we've got to fit in the word of God and what happens is is we've got all these different opinions of how the word of God should be translated and how the word of God should be taught and teached and how the word of God is but the problem is you can't change the word of God it is the word of God so when it offends you you can't get mad at the preacher you got to go back to the word of God everyone we've tried to water it down so that we get a little bit of the flavor, but we don't get the full thing. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you were truthful with me, how many people likes coffee half-brewed? You either want the full stuff or none at all. That's the reason in Revelation they said, I wish you were either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He's like, look, either get in or get out. I wish you were in, but don't ride the line thinking that's the best way to go. But what happens is, is the word, the word, is like the soil that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 13 where he said that some was hard, some was rocky, some there was weeds, and it all fell up on one of those and there was some soil that was tender that took the seed and the seed is the word of God. There's some of us that have hardened our heart to hear the truth because the truth hurt us along the way somewhere. There's somewhere along the way that we got hurt and we've just turned our back and we don't want to hear the truth anymore. There's some of us that just got distracted along the way. 
But whichever it is in this soil that Jesus talks about in the parable in Matthew chapter 13, we've got to understand that we've got to allow God to cultivate our soil of life so that the seeds of his word would take root and grow. So understand that the word of God is so powerful that it has the power to transform your life. If we truly understood the power that's in these pages, we would digest them every day. The Lord says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So it is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty or void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. You can find that in Isaiah chapter 55 as he claims that my word's going to go out and it will not return void. You know why the word of God is so offensive? Because it's truth. We understand that once they understood the word the next thing they were baptized verse 41a said understand that baptism is an outward sign of repentance of what's going on in the inside it is a physical sign that a person is identifying himself with Christ and turning his life around. Why did they want to be baptized after they come to repentance? Because they said, I want to be like Christ. I want to follow in his footsteps. I'm making a declaration today, and I am declaring that my life is going to be like his, and I want to follow him. We've got too many people that want to identify with Christians but not live up to the expectation that Christ has set before them. That'll preach right there. See, just because you say you're a Christian, unless you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're just same old. But I believe there's a there's a controversy going around in what I would call pastoral circles. I don't know if many of you have heard lately the testimony of Kanye West. If you don't know who he is, ask your teenager, they'll tell you. He has given his heart to the Lord. He has been producing Christian music. But there's still people that say it's an act, that it's not true, that he doesn't mean it. And I'm thinking, why don't we give the God time? Why do we got to pass judgment? Why if they said that about you, that you give your heart to the Lord, but no, they really didn't mean it because they've been down there 30 times and it's it, it just not going to happen. Now, I understand you have your own opinion, but here's what I believe. Time will tell. We use Christian lingo sometimes. As Brother Rick was preaching on 
the other night, riding the altar to heaven. How many has heard of that? And you think, how in the world does that happen? That means every Sunday or every time you get a chance, you come in here and you repent and you ask the Lord to forgive you. And if, Yeah, and that's what you have to do. You need to get here to do it. But I can also help you out. Get in his word. Grow in his word. I'm going to tell myself this morning. I was giving several years ago for a Christmas gift a thick book, probably about two inches thick. And on the front of it, it said, Surviving the Wilderness. And I thought, wow, that's a cool book. But I could survive the wilderness. I was a Boy Scout. They taught me everything I needed to know. Wrong. And there was many times I thought, I wish I had read that book. It could have helped me out to know what tree was good. It could have helped me out to give me insight when I'm out there trying to find water, what water is the best water. That mountain spring water. When we were so high up, we, were, we, we treated it and filtered it, but a lot of them just drank it right out of the ground. I mean, it's that high up, it can't be tampered with, right? Could be, I don't know. They made it. But what I was thinking about is I look at that book and periodically I'll, I'll run across it and think, you know, I should read this book. But I think, how often do people do that with the Bible? They dust it off on their coffee table and they move it around, but are they really getting into it? There's so many different ways now that you can get the Word. You can download it, listen to it in the mornings on your way to work or on your way home or while you're working, you can get it in the Word. You don't have to read it like we used to read it in the sense of, it can go with you everywhere you go now. But that's good and bad. You know, she held up her phone. I use my phone most of the time now to read. Most times when I preach, I'm reading from my phone. But that's good and bad, and here's the bad part. It's good that you've got that quick access to it. It's bad, though, because sometimes you take it for granted, and you don't even open up that out. Why am I trying to get you to do this morning to realize how important the Word is and what it brings about through baptism, what it does, how it can encounter? I want us to look at verse 41b says, from this verse we can understand that the Lord adds people to the church. When we get a Church that is founded in the Word. I believe people will want to be here to hear the truth. Jesus, <clears throat> in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 and 7, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Put out into the deep and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the net. And when they had done so, they caught a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they singled, 
signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help, and they came and filled both boats. When we listen to Jesus, it's not our programs. It's not what we try to do to reach people. It's when we get in tune with him, and he leads and guides and tells us what to do. Once you look at verse 42, I'm going to do two more points. Verse 42 says this. Understand, after they got into the word and were baptized, this is what they did. They continually steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They continually steadfast. When you're steadfast, you're committed to doing the work of the Lord. You're committed to letting him lead and guide you in your life. You're committed through the hard times. You're committed through the good times. Jesus told John in John chapter 8 and 31 says, If you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. We've got to stay on a jump ship of Christ. Most people want to jump ship when it gets too difficult, when it gets too hard. They want to stop because they think that serving the Lord is not worth it. But can I tell you this morning, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what the obstacles look like, it's worth it to go through because he's going to be there every step of the way. One of the things that breaks my heart is when I hear of a church closing. I hear of a church that is taking its tent stakes and it's folding them up and it's calling it quits because that was another lighthouse that could be used for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, we got to stay the course. No matter how rough it gets, no matter the storms that approach, we have to stay the course. You know what keeps a boat on course? It's the stability of the people that are in the boat. It's the people of the church understanding that we're all in this together. So I want to encourage you, don't quit on the Lord. Don't stop. Obviously, we are saved individuals. But we have one common purpose. If we're going to reach the lost, we got to understand that purpose. If we're going to reach the lost, we got to understand that we're in this together. And then I want the last thing I want you to look at in 42B 
It says, after they were steadfast, they continued in the apostles' doctrine, the purpose. A lot of churches miss the purpose. They don't teach the word. They don't disciple people. They just assume that once you get saved, you're good to go, and they push you out. That's why I encourage Sunday school, I think, is vital for growth. It gives you an opportunity to come in and ask questions and come in and learn and to grow. Wednesday nights is another opportunity to plug in to really growing in the Word and understanding what it takes to live a Christian life that the Lord has laid out before us. But we have come to a point that people no longer need to study the Word. They already know it all. They've digested it. They understand it. They've learned the Ten Commandments, and as long as they can memorize the Ten Commandments, they are good. But there's much, much more to the Bible than just the Ten Commandments. Why is this important to know the doctrine? Because when you understand the doctrine, when you understand the Word, when you understand what the disciples were saying, it unlocks the key to the power. You want to know why we live in a powerless generation? We don't get in the Word anymore. Brother Matt, get ready to come. I'm going to tell myself one more time. We have installed a combination lock on the kitchen door. And it was afforded to me. They handed me the manual to figure out the combination. So far in the last week, that manual of the combination has been laying on my desk. So that lock that is on that door is useless. Unless you have a key, obviously, but to punch in a combination, it's not going to work. Brother Billy tried it. Even the combination that I thought was by default didn't work. So guess what I'm going to be doing this week? I'm going to dive into this manual called for a combination lock. So what does it have to do with me? If you really understand the power by learning the teachings of Jesus Christ in this book, nothing would keep you out of it. Nothing would stop you. If you under, see, there's areas that you're struggling in your life you can find answers to in this book. 
Let me just, I'm, I'm already here, so let me go on and, and dig a little deeper here. This is the best self, self-help book that you can get a hold of. Of all the hundreds that are laying on the shelf when you walk into Lifeway, and, and they're good, I'm not taking anything away, but if you don't have this in conjunction with them, you're missing it. So it's kind of like when you go out today to get in your car, take off the wheel, whichever wheel you want, and drive around with three wheels. You're not going to go very far. So trying to help yourself without this book, you're driving around with three wheels. You will get somewhere, but just not quick and not. With that. My battery's, I'm good, I'm closing. It's my key. Stand to your feet. I was closing anyway before the batteries went. I want to be the church that God has created us to be. I want to be the people that God has purposed for us to be. And to do that, we can't lose sight. And we have to have checkups from time to time to see if we're on the same page. And Lord, I pray that we would never, never forsake your word. Your head bowed and your eyes closed. Lord, I thank you for every person that decided this morning that they wanted to be at Community Connection. I thank you for their willingness, Lord, to come and, Lord, to worship and to honor you, Lord, with their presence, with their song. Lord, and I ask you, Lord, to let them go away different. Lord, let them go away changed. Let them go away renewed and refreshed. And, Lord, I'm going to give you praise and glory in Jesus' wonderful name. We're going to sing this worship song. If you need special prayer this morning, I want to pray with you before you leave. I know it's not one of those shouting sermons, but it's a sermon that you have to go away and think about to say, am I getting in his word the way that I need to? Am I staying committed to the cause of Christ the way that I need to? They're going to sing this worship course and then I'm going to let you go unless you have a need. If you have a need, I want to pray with you. Don't get in a hurry. I will taste and say that you are good. And I will taste and say that you are good. Oh, I will taste and say that you are good. So good to me. Lord, I will taste and say that you are good. I will taste and say that you are good. And I will taste and say that you are good. So good to me.
in the house of the Lord today, will you let him know that by just wave or a clap offering or a shout or Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Remember the announcements. Remember me tonight. Uh, I've been invited to preach at a encounter count meeting kind of renewal conference uh in crossville so if you would tonight say a prayer for me as i deliver what the lord lays up on my heart and uh just continue to remember the church i believe god's got some great things in store he's moving in our midst and i'm excited about what lies ahead and then lastly i'm gonna uh, let brother gus dismiss us in prayer but uh if you are a volunteer throughout the year you uh, our teacher, worker, uh, help us with our second harvest. We're going to have our annual uh, volunteer dinner coming up December the 1st. Uh, to know how many can make it, uh, the sign-up sheet is on the table uh, outside, so please sign that. We're going to be doing that for about three weeks so we can get the number in to the uh, Donahoe Hotel where we'll be having it this year so they can prepare but uh, if that's you and uh, you want to join us for that, we want to appreciate you and your efforts here. Uh, so I ask you to sign up again so we know. Brother Gus, will you dismiss us in prayer? <laughs> 